Welcome to Bob Cargill's Marketing Show, a ridiculously awesome podcast bursting with insightful commentaries and intriguing conversations on the topics and issues that are on the minds of marketers, advertisers, social media, and PR professionals today. Hey everybody, this is Bob Cargill from Bob Cargill's Marketing Show with episode 156. I am so excited. Yes, for today's special guest, Melissa Merrifield. I will introduce her to you in a minute. But before that, I just want to say a few things about the show today. You may notice I'm speaking a little bit differently. I've been to the orthodontist, and the orthodontist has been doing some serious work. And I have braces, and I have a palate expander. The palate expander makes it slightly difficult to enunciate certain words. You may hear that. The palate expander, thankfully, will be gone in a month or two. The braces, not so much. I think I'll have them for about a year, but it's all good. I just wanted you to know up front, hey, it is Friday, June 3rd, and this show will be unveiled, if you will. We'll drop sometime next week, the week of June 6th. You'll be either watching it. Hey, everybody, Melissa, say hello. <laughs> hello hi bob man i am so sorry to hear about your orthodontist i'm not a big fan of dentists but you know what at least it creates a great smile for us <laughs> yes we both have good smiles even me with my braces thank you for that thank you that's a really yeah, you know, thank you it's <laughs> it's always good to play gratitude to everyone and just thank you for your time and energy and i love that we share a passion on all good things marketing connecting people and just being a good human Absolutely, Melissa, and and I don't want to overlook the few things I want to say about you before um, you formally, if you will, take the stage. Um, Melissa, folks, is Director of Marketing at DMOS, DMOS, Orthopedic Centers in West Des Moines, Iowa. She is also VP of Sponsorship, and she'll correct me if I'm wrong on any of these facts, at AMA Iowa, American Marketing Association in Iowa, the chapter there. So we have that in common, folks. I think you know I'm a past president of AMA Boston, but also future president, president-elect again. I'll be president as of July 1 of AMA Boston. I love AMA. That's where Melissa and I met recently in person. We've met virtually at least once before online at one of the leadership summit conferences during the pandemic, but the pandemic um, could not keep us this year from getting together in person. And we did in Chicago, Melissa and I talked and we agreed she would be on my podcast. So Melissa, I'm so happy you are here today with me, with our audience who are gonna be watching, listening, and I know they're gonna enjoy this show. I'd love to ask you what I ask every other guest up front is, I just said a few things about you. Please tell us more about yourself, your background, what led you to this point in your journey. Well, thank you, Bob. I appreciate that. And we have one other thing in common, just to, before I dive into all about MM, get it? Melissa Merrifeld. I like, I love to give everyone M&Ms because that way they remember me. I, we won't tell Mars that I'm doing that, but you know, I just give them <laughs> M&Ms and I say Melissa Merrifeld and that way you'll never forget me. But um, I'm also, right now I'm currently VP of sponsorship, but I, as of June, I will be transitioning into the president electoral as well. So we can, we might have some things to talk about as we 
move ahead in into 2022-23. But now all things Melissa Merrifield. So I am a passionate marketing uh, person who has been in the industry for 25 years. Uh, I've done everything from financial to um, Michelin Tire. I've also owned my own business in graphic design, marketing, and printing. Uh, fun fact, I actually had enough volume that Vistaprint recreated a reseller program that I was one of the very first people to be a part of. And from there, I've also been in, um, I've helped small businesses, large and small, done corporate marketing for Core Rich Mall. Um, I've also was in the world of broadcasting where I sold software and piece up the metadata that transmits a signal that displays your guide information on your TV. Don't ask me how I ever transitioned into that, but it was an amazing journey because it opened up a lot of opportunities for me to see marketing on a much bigger scale in the world of broadcasting, broadcasters, digital um, trade shows, and we can get into that more as we go. But then um, I also took a leap of faith and transitioned my career from Cedar Rapids, Iowa and moved into the Des Moines market. Um, I joined KCCI as a marketing consultant. And from there, I transitioned to Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling as a marketing manager. And since then, have transitioned into the world of orthopedics and healthcare marketing. Fascinating, Melissa. And, and, and let me pronounce your last name more correctly than I did the first time around. I'm hearing it's a short I, not a long I. Yeah. Merrifeld? Merrifeld. Yep. I, I get a little bit. So when I was married, my maiden name was Latstetter and I married to Merrifeld. The only thing that I gained was the MM. I didn't really gain much yeah. in the Melissa Johnson, any of those normal, easy stuff. So it's Merrifeld. Melissa Merrifeld. It, yes. it, 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 it's a name. Once you say a few times, you can't forget. It has a ring to it, almost like a stage name, if you will. Well, I did have a stage name at once. I um, I actually performed with a dance club, and um, my name, my stage name was Mel Devanya. Wow, Me Mel Diva. <laughs> say that one more time. Mel Devanya. Mel Devanya. Yeah, it means uh, the Devanya means diva. So I combine mm -hmm. Melissa Mel, and, and I'm not and a Missy. I've I've never been a Missy. I grew up in a small town, Iowa. And we had 42 classmates in our class. And so we had a Missy and I was the Melissa. So I was never the Missy. Gotcha, so gotcha. I, I'm okay with Mel. Mel's, Mel. Mel is good. Um, but for the most part, you know, I've been pretty much based in Iowa, but did take a leap of faith from moving my family from um, to follow my career path. And I think, you know, that's something that we've got a little bit in common also is that you have just recently launched an exciting book about your 20 yeah. jobs and 20 lessons. And, you know, I, I sat here thinking, I'm like, wow, maybe, okay, I started working when I was 14. I might have a few of those <laughs> job experiences. You can you can uh, follow in my footsteps and, and write your own 20 job, 20 lessons book um, or, or more than 20 jobs or a few less. Who, who's counting? Um, right. and, and I didn't tell you, we were talking offline about my book. I didn't tell you that. 18 of the jobs I talk about in this book um, are actually in the marketing field. Only two of them were, were part-time non-marketing. And I didn't even cover many of the jobs I had when I was young. I probably have had 40 jobs <laughs> and let's say countless lessons. <laughs> 
but also let's let's talk about a marketer in, in general. Typically, we we wear a lot of hats, and yes. we're not necessarily siloed into just one specific role or job in the marketing. A lot of times, we as marketers, we carry a lot of different hats and wear a different lot of hats within our industries and our career paths. So I would say that 20 plus is probably more accurate there, Bob. There you go. Um, <laughs> you, when you introduce yourself, um, after I introduce yourself, um, it reminded me um, something I don't always tell my audience, nor my guests. I tend to interview a lot of my guests cold, if you will. I don't do a ton of homework that way. It's, it's very, I think, extemporaneous, very authentic. And, and that's how already <laughs> today's conversation has gone. We didn't rehearse any of this. Yes, we did exchange some proposed questions, if you will. But so far, I don't think we've covered any of them. We're just at it, extemporaneous. It's a conversation. I, conversations. I love having a great conversation. and I love connecting with other like-minded individuals. I think that's where as marketers, as humans, we tend to collaborate and just, I love to lean in and connect with others, you know, whether it be in my community, whether it be across the country and you never know when the power of a connection or your smile or your knowledge can help elevate or help somebody else out in, in life, in your career path, in, in all good things. So I'm all, all good for it. And I, I love to have a good caffeinated conversation. And that could be mean two things. You can either let's get together for coffee or just caffeinated and high energy. Let's have great yeah. energy. Let's have a good conversation and let's just keep it going. We have many things in common. And, and as I was saying in your introduction of yourself, um, yeah, I thought of a bunch of things, I guess. Um, I mentioned one or two of them. Um, I didn't mention you that you mentioned Vistaprint. Another coincidence, I actually worked at Vistaprint. So you're a reseller of Vistaprint. I worked there for over two years. They are in my book back there. Um, I don't name names of companies in my book, but Vistaprint was one of them. That's incredible. Like they were a game changer. And I, yeah. you know, um, I was running when I started, I had my own business in graphic design, marketing, and printing. It was also when like social media was popping up. And I just, as a marketer, it, it pained me how much I was spending on printing costs. And so one of the things that, you know, with my small business, I had over 42 clients, never advertised once. It was all word of mouth. It was all in, but I felt like it was a, it was a great way for me, not only to design and help businesses fill the gap, of where they might be and let them really focus in on their dreams. I love working with small businesses and help having them help and see their vision. Sometimes they have so much time and all these great big energies, but they don't have enough time to like truly concentrate on their specific channel of business or having great marketing pieces. And um, that was where I came into play with a lot of these small marketers and companies that I worked with across many pillars, you know, automotive, uh, hairstylist, you name it. I, I, I've worked in a lot of different industries and pillars and Vistaprint has been exciting to kind of watch them change their game and how they've evolved as well. Um, but it was pretty exciting to be on the forefront of that. Yeah. I think, I think Vistaprint is now Vista only. I think they changed their name. Yeah, I, think, Vista. I, I agree. I think there's been a brand change or a marketing change there, but Fascinating company. I, I worked there over 10 years ago um, in, in its heyday, you know, when they were growing really fast and I managed both copywriters and designers 
I, I felt like I had a creative director hat on, if you will, in that, like I say, I managed both the design and the copy towards the end of my, my stint there. But I loved it there. I learned so much there and I felt like I was part of something historic. You know, tying back to marketing specifically, they had an offer that kickstarted them at the beginning and that was the free business cards offer. And you could get business cards, they would say for free. I think you just paid for the shipping of them, something like that. It was a brilliant offer and a brilliant um, way to introduce the product to market. And when I teach in my book, uh, I keep, uh, there it is. I, I nodded the wrong way. My book there, well, there's a sign over there too that says coming soon. And the other sign, my marketing roadshow, that was a live uh, in-person event. But I talk about the free issue or free uh, trial offer. I say free issue, that would be for a magazine, say. But for anything, you give it away for free as an introductory offer. People like it, they end up buying it. And that's part of what started kickstarted this different. I don't know if you had, had known that story about business cards. Yeah, I think I was on that forefront of when they started. And I, I think that was probably probably the one of the biggest opportunities that I saw. You know, I was helping all these small businesses and I would cringe when they had a business card that didn't represent their vision or their brand. And I'm like, let me help you. Let me let me just give you some opportunity to really highlight and, and give you a tool that allows you to say who you are, what you do in the best light in the way possible. So Vista Print is pretty near and dear to my heart in um, just that I played a pillar in, in my career success and, and things that I have done and learned. And it's also, you know, it's one of those things in marketing. So I, we, marketing has become really siloed in its industries. Yeah, I would like to say that I'm more of a marketing generalist. Um, I can design, I can stretch, do strategy, I can do digital. I'm kind of a data geek. Uh, it's all in the numbers and all of that. Uh, also building great relationships and uh, maintaining relationships is a key part in being an effective marketer and also leveraging community marketing and, and, and looking at different ways and relationships within your community that you can always give back, help each other, elevate each other and collaborate in for a common good. Yeah, it sounds like you're a one person show, if you will, marketing show in terms of all that you do, Melissa. And it's very, very impressive. Again, I will refer to my book. I, I talk about, you know, right brain, left brain. And I, differently than you, I think, am very right brain in, in pretty much a focus on the creative side my whole career. I mentioned numbers and data and how important that is in, in my book, you know, analytics, metrics. If you can be both left and right brain, left brain being analytical, right brain, you know, the creative side in marketing, you got it all going on. You're, you're extremely valuable to your clients, to your employer, um, whoever's doing business with you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I really kind of learned that I was a data geek when I first started like social media, uh, that content creation and telling the story and looking at impressions and who's engaging. And then, um, I would say in the world of plumbing, heating and cooling, uh, well, also at KCCI, you know, leveling that digital analytics and telling that story and making sure that they were understanding the, that ROI. But when you can tell the ROI in a level from a marketing standpoint, it's a really a big, truly game changer. 
And I, I love putting together the numbers and telling that story in a big piece. And it does kind of make me a little bit dangerous, but uh, you know what, in, in our career and industry, I will never stop learning or evolving because our industry is always changing, growing Mm -hmm. rapidly. And so I think that's the other piece that within our, my career and our career paths in marketing that I love is that we are tasked with being innovative and driven and learning and there's lots of great resources out there you know such as ama um other pillars that we can learn and grow from and connect with others and and be learning and you know i'm going to learn something from you today that and you're probably going to learn something from me that you're going to be able to take back and apply in some shape or form and i think that is what i truly love about being in marketing no no two days are the same no two opportunities are the same and, you know, it's all about creating a lot of momentum and, and happiness. And also, how do you connect with others? I think that's the biggest piece that I love about marketing and the data, the numbers. That's just another side. That's just another brain piece. Now, if you ask me if I was an Apple or an Android, that's too right, left brain. Uh, I'm an Android girl. Yay, me too. Woo-hoo, that's Yay. awesome. Another. Wow. We're you just rocking up the, the things in common. I've been Android my 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 the every phone I've had you know I've never been the the Apple guy although my son is I know a lot of my students are they swear by you know the iPhone um, Apple products I see them all with the Apple laptops um, but no I've been um, yeah Android in terms of phone and 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 yeah so I I have a bunch of questions I want to get to um, sure. Or, or should I say things I want to cover? Because not all of them are questions. Um, this is more a, a a word of congratulations to you. I follow you closely on social media. And like me, I, you, you're out there quite a bit. Um, I see you are very active in your community. And I want to talk about your community right after this question. Don't let me forget. And that is Des Moines. Okay, I won't. Um, but you won an award recently, and uh, it was called the Ad Exposure Award, I believe. It yeah. seemed like to me, from a distance, literally, um, I'm here in Boston. You're in the Boston area. I'm in Sudbury. You're in West Des Moines, right? Um, yeah. So literally, from a distance, it impressed the heck out of me. Tell me, tell us all about that award. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that, and I love that you follow and. Um, So all marketing works, all medium works. And one of the avenues that um, was very prevalent is, it's also about building great partnerships and relationships and how we elevate others. And I'm very fortunate that I have a really great, I'm gonna get a little shout out to Parker Anderson. He's my DART exposure local transport. The nice thing about the bus transportation is it's one of the only mediums that I actually give back to my community in a big way. So 50% of my stuff, my my advertising cost goes directly back into the community, which is kind of a really cool fact. Um, And if you think about emissions and green um, and sustaining and helping your community, it's a great way to do that. But this award was actually the first time that they'd done it. Um, We were in in competition with some several large companies across Des Moines and then also very large metros such as Chicago. Um, I think Cincinnati was in there. And um, we were actually chosen as one of the winners. So it was really exciting. And I'm super excited about our bus. Um, you know, it's the, it's the one piece of advertising that touches every single area in our metro 
and tells our message in a big way. So you say your bus, do you mean a big ad on the bus? Or what, yeah, tell me, tell it's me a bus. It, that is advertising the place where you work? Yeah, it's advertising Demos. And is it a wrap around the bus? Is that the, the deal? So the whole bus is wrapped. And then on the back, you know, if you think about recruitment, I also leverage the back in a recruitment standpoint, uh, come work for us because you never know when, when somebody's going to, that's going to catch somebody's eye that we always have great opportunities available. So there's another marketing um, point. So number one, or, you know, uh, or again, I want to congratulate you. That's, that's why I brought that up. But uh, number two, what a great lesson, because I love to talk about different forms of marketing. I'm biased, partial, uh, more involved with social media nowadays, but I did a ton of direct mail back in the day. Another hint of, of what we're going to talk about in just a minute. But this is on a bus, a big wrap. I don't know exactly what you call that ad. Is it outdoor advertising? Yep, outdoor advertising. And so Des Moines Market has a large fleet of DART buses, local transport buses. And if you think about those areas and the, the places that they go, the people that they transport, those are all the people. And it's also a brand visibility, um, creating that pillar in your community and that recognize your brand in a big way. So folks, great lesson from Melissa, from from. Melissa and her company, DMOS, Orthopedic Centers. I take the T into Boston occasionally when I teach the Green Line here in the Boston area. And yeah, I see those wraps on the T every once in a while. And I'm very impressed because they make a huge impact. This sounds similar, only on a bus out there in Des Moines. And you won an award for it. And, and clearly, you know what you're doing, Melissa. I got to talk about Des Moines. Unless you had something. Des Moines. All right. Yeah. Let's talk Des Moines. Des Moines. I love it. So, because, and it's in my book. <laughs> I know my book. I keep mentioning, I can't help but mention it. It's coming out June 14th, only uh, 11 days from now. Yikes. Um, I can't wait to get my copy, Bob. You you will get one. Um, I'm excited. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you're looking forward to reading it. I, one of those 20 jobs, I don't mention the companies by name in the book, but I will now. It was a great experience early in my career. This is how long uh, ago it was. This is how far back I go. 1985, I moved out to Des Moines from New York City to work at Meredith Corporation, a great company where I did a ton of direct mail, learned a ton from my boss, from my colleagues, from the company itself. They are an epic, iconic publisher of magazines, and, and maybe they do a lot of other things nowadays, but they are a great company and it was a great experience to be out there in Des Moines. That's where you live in Des Moines. Yeah, so Des Moines is, it's not the Des Moines that you were in 1985. <laughs> it is one of the largest fasting. I think we were rated like number 13 by Forbes for best places to live. Wow. I mean, just great outstanding community metros that we're surrounded by. But here's a fun fact about Meredith. So in my roles, I actually worked for a company called Titan TV that I worked with all the broadcasters across the country, Nextstar, Tegna. Meredith was actually one of my clients as well. So we have that in common and Meredith is a great pillar uh, in the community and they just talk about business transformations and you know, broadcasting and magazines and really getting strategic. And you talk about direct mail. So um, that's another thing we have in common. So I worked for Yellow Book, now Haibu. 
And at that point in time, um, we were launching a lot of different projects and different things. And direct mail was one of the things that I actually had that opportunity to work on at Yellow Book. And I helped take that piece from, there was a process where we'd go through the system and then come back and it would get designed and it would get to ship to the customer and the customer would be like, wait, this doesn't represent my business. Well, by the end of the thing, we kind of transformed the process. I was designing every single postcard direct mail piece. We would then turn around and put it in front of the client and sell it. And then it would go through the system. And the end result was a much better process in, in helping those businesses instead of just throwing clip art and making it, it represented their business. So it turned out that my graphic design skills, I was then designing all these pieces for a hundred plus sales people on the wow. floor. Yeah. That, so, you know, I have to add, um, reinforce um, what you said about Des Moines being maybe not the city I knew it as back then, but I actually was wicked impressed with it back then and felt that it was a great place to live. Um, it was so far away from home for me being from the East Coast and uh, glad I returned um, back to the East Coast, you know, closer to my family, et cetera. But it was an amazing year I had out there. I was so impressed with Des Moines. The people were so friendly. And again, Meredith was an awesome company to work for. Yeah, and everything you just said about Des Moines is, is still the same. It is such a great city to live in and be a part of the community, um, the different chambers, the different organizations in this community, the companies, and um, it's the smallest big town that has so much going for it. In, um, you know, I've I've lived here about four and a half years now, and I still feel like every day is an adventure, and there's new businesses, new 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 things to learn. Um, and I, when I moved to Des Moines, I learned that one of my superpowers was connecting and you never truly know how well you are connected until you actually physically move somewhere yeah. and your connections still run deep and people know you. And, um, that's kind of where my social media game, like really stepped up. So I worked for KCCI and, you know, I knew I had a lot of friends in Cedar Rapids that so would come to Des Moines and I wanted to help highlight and showcase all these great businesses and experiences that were in Des Moines. So I started taking selfies everywhere I went and like showcasing and highlighting these businesses because as a marketer, I had the opportunity to like create experiences. And then, so it kind of became a fun game. Like my friends would be like, oh, where's Melissa going today? Or what's she doing today? So I've kind of continued to elevate that. And I, I still try and, um, you know, elevate others. And Des Moines has just been an incredible market to be a part of and watch it grow and experience a lot of the great organizations such as the partnership, West Des Moines Chamber. I've been active in uh, multiple chambers, Grimes Chamber, uh, the Downtown Chamber. Uh, and so just finding ways that I can contribute and give back and be a part of, of this community has been something that I'm really passionate and, and really grateful for all the great connections and relationships and just being in such a great city that provides me with a lot of great opportunities for personally. And you can always catch, you know, we've got so many great things such as running, walking, which I see a few medals back there oh, yeah. behind hanging. <laughs> I um, ran a few miles when I was in Des Moines back yeah. in the day. Um, so I, I, Des Moines has just been an, an incredible, and it's a, 
it's funny because a lot of things that I tried to do in my career, I lived in Cedar Rapids for 20 years. And a lot of the things that I tried to make happen in, in Cedar Rapids just didn't, weren't happening. It was a different market. I moved to Des Moines and it's been an incredible journey of, I, I keep pinching myself because it's like, it's like a 180. It's like how, like I, I get the opportunity to create and evolve and truly be my authentic self. Yay, Melissa. Yay, yay, yay. Three cheers for you. Um, AMA, you, so you said, I don't think you said these exact words, but you're a people person through and through. Clearly, you did say something about, yeah, you, you know a superpower of yours is connecting. I know a superpower of yours is connecting because um, you made a, a very strong impression on me. Um, when I met you in Chicago, we, we met virtually. Here we are talking on my podcast. Here we are. Uh, knowing, I think that we're going to know each other for the rest of our um, lives, um, one way, shape, or form. Um, AMA, how, how, you know, it's a great place for people who like people, <laughs> and, and obviously AMA, American Marketing Association, people who like people and like marketing as well. Um, Mark, AMA has, has been awesome for me. Great experience, great opportunities. I met so many people. Tell us about your a, um, a journey. You're going to be president. It sounds like the same time I'm going to be president of our yeah. respective chapters. You have a very strong chapter out there in Iowa. I know that you guys have won some awards. Um, what's AMA been like for you? I will say AMA, AMA, you know, and it's, I, now that I'm in the medical inter industry, I've also gotten it confused for American marketing, <laughs> a medical association. I'm yeah, like, no, yeah. no, no, no. Marketing, all great, both organizations, but so AMA has just been a game changer in um, not only the connections and the people, and you talk about, you know, our leadership summit mm. in Chicago and talk about building relationships and creating experiences with people that now I, I am going to be lifetime friends with, or we're going to connect mm -hmm. it, or we're going to check in on each other throughout our professional career. So not only has it created a space of collaboration with like-minded individuals, it's also given us a platform or space that we can help mentor and elevate up and coming marketing professionals and connecting, um, key leaders across the, the community and giving us the opportunity to really help our community and shape our community in ways, you know, with D DEI and mm -hmm. um, helping understand just the breadth of knowledge and expertise that comes from our Metro, from marketing professionals. But it's also a, a great place that we've learned some amazing leadership skills and um, just really how to be that amazing leader in your community, in your, in your profession, in yourself. And it also provides us with opportunities to learn and be um, open to new experiences and creating uh, opportunities for others. Yeah, AMA um, does such a great job at, at bringing people together and it's it, the camaraderie is off the charts. And I think you said something like, you know, yeah, we do things for each other automatically. Once we meet each other, there's a bond, there's something we have in common that is marketing, but you know, fellow human beings and, and um, smart human beings, friendly human beings, uh, 
you know, the, the focus on DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion at the Leadership Summit this year was, was so impressive. I, I, I give props and kudos to um, um, those who, who made the conference happen this year, um, the leaders of the leaders, if you will, because yeah. I came away from it with, with all, all the feels, if you will, you know, warm, fuzzy, feeling like, you know, embrace was the theme. I wanted to embrace everybody there. And I took it back with me to Boston. I hope to continue that theme, um, not necessarily literally embrace, but the idea of that theme as, as um, president of my chapter this, this coming uh, fiscal year. And they did such a great job of creating opportunities for us to embrace and experience different cultures, different opportunities, different sessions. And I think within that, uh, there was so much that came. I was on a high, like, yeah. oh my gosh, AMA, <laughs> like in, you know, I've got my favorite, my, my book, you know, it was even cool. Like, did you know that this <laughs> book was made out of apples? I, I didn't. I knew it had something to do with uh, recycled and, and sustainability. I have one too. I was looking for it when you when you mentioned your book. I'm trying to see where mine is. I don't know if it's within arm's reach. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think it's also the biggest thing is that I like is the opportunity to help mentor and yeah. getting um, helping elevate, you know, the up and coming marketing professionals and helping them know that I wish I would have had these type of things a lot earlier in my career. Um, I wish I would have had a, some mentors or a, a group that I, I knew that I felt like I really truly belonged and I could sit down and we could geek out about numbers or data or creativity. And, you know, cause let's be honest, my husband, like I start marketing, geeking, talking, and sometimes he's like, well, okay, what? <laughs> I'm glad you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, my wife seeing me work on on this book over here um 20 jobs 20 lessons for the last three and a half years um enough already bob publish it <laughs> but i keep editing it and, and delaying its release but it will happen in in just 11 days um looking down at my questions that i jotted down i wanted to make sure we covered we are like really rapidly going through the time we allotted for this call um so i want to throw a few more at you um before sure. we gets down to the last few minutes. Social media, you mentioned you upped your social media game um, and, and I see you, um, your game is, is very at, much at a high level. You leveled up um, and then some, um, from my perspective in terms of um, anyone else out there, you're, you're um, extremely active and that's a good thing. I, I teach social media, I do a ton of social media for myself, for my clients. What do you like best yourself about social media? Where are you most active? Um, what has it done to your career, et cetera? Fill, fill in the blanks, if you will, on that one. Yeah, so, you know, I leverage different platforms in different ways. Sometimes I'll share the same content on some. Sometimes I'm a little bit, LinkedIn is a lot more professional or elevated in also how do I elevate my organization that I stand for or work with or industry specific. Um, but I also leverage LinkedIn to really connect and engage with like-minded individuals and making those collaborations. You know, all of us, our time is very, very valuable. So if I connect with somebody on LinkedIn, there's got to be a reason why. I don't want to waste other, other professionals' time. Um, 
social media and Instagram are definitely Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I, I, I tweet a little bit, but I would say of the family, my dad's a big tw- tweeter or Twitter person. Really? Um, so it's been kind of fun watching my dad as he um, has been in the technology field. And he, since he's retired, he's kind of become a lot more savvy. And so it's been something that him and I can share. But social media, the biggest thing that I like about it is not only can I highlight and, and help other elevate others, but it helps create a connection. It, mm-hmm. it, it helps me connect with others and allows others to smile. Or if I can make somebody else's day with an out, a dose of positivity or me being silly, eating a donut, like today was National Donut Day. I did take a picture of eating a donut. <laughs> Um, so I like to have fun with it. I try not to be too, and sometimes my pictures are not perfect. They're not some, and I, I don't take the time to put a lot of filters on things. I just want to be authentic as who I am. And I think that is probably what, you know, some of us get lost in the, in that Instagram and social media piece and that we think it has to be perfect. Well, I'm, I come from a time where my family, I'm very fortunate. My family took a lot of pictures, a lot of pictures. I mean, we're talking books and books and books of actual physical pictures and you're capturing a moment in time that you're never going to get back. And, and we don't print those pictures like we used to. So social media is a way for me to capture those moments in, and for me, they're great memory moments. And and it's also helps me remember on this day, who I was with or what I was doing, or it also helps me show just how much I've grown. You know, as, as, as humans, we grow, believe it or not, we grow, we change, we go from size A to size B, we, we change our hair, we do. And sometimes we are so busy that we don't take the time to really just stop and embrace how we've changed or grown. And so, Social media is that for me. I, it allows me to highlight and showcase. I have over 16,000 pictures on my on my phone. How I have that much memory, I have no clue, but I do. <laughs> At some point in time, I'm going to have to change that. Melissa Merrifield, folks, she knows, because I told her, um, I don't know if she's seen past clips that I've shared of other special guests, but I share a lot of clips, uh, you know, two or three, sometimes more of, of my episodes. And they're usually highlights. And that was a highlight right there. The whole conversation has been a highlight, Melissa. Yeah. But, but that quote, when you talk, are talking about social media, you're making me think, yeah, it's the, it's our, it's the documentary of our lives, each of our lives. It's, it's yeah. 2022's version of the photo album that our parents may have had, um, um, or even we had, I'm, I'm that old, when, when I was a kid, you know, I have some photo albums still, but no, I don't print out pictures anymore, hardly ever. Um, they're all on Facebook, they're all on Instagram, they're all on my phone, as you say, my, my Pixel 6, and I do have a ton of memory, and I even pay for the extra memory, because I take so many pictures, mm-hmm. and they automatically back up on Google. I share a ton. Social media is today's um, you know, photo album. And, and I agree with you documenting, chronicling, we do evolve. We want to capture those moments, tying it back to business and marketing. If brands and businesses thought that way and realized how much their customers and their audience 
wants to connect with them and see their authentic selves. So brands, businesses, why not do what Melissa does, do what I do, share more of your lives, your, your authentic selves day in and day out, take pictures, video, do a podcast, um, whatever, tweet. You mentioned your dad tweets. I need to tell you, Melissa, I know you saw the picture and I tagged you. You tell your dad to see that picture of you that I put up of you on Twitter. He should be retweeting that or at least like Oh, <laughs> trust me. My dad is my, he's probably my number one fan and he'll, 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 he'll make sure he retweets, but. Um, Props to <laughs> Melissa's dad. Props. Go <laughs> <laughs> so dad. Thank you, dad. Um, so one of the things too, is just in that, you know, I actually had a pretty experience, life-changing experience that we were part of the floods of 2008 in Cedar Rapids and we um, lost everything. So if you imagine oh, walking into your house and three foot up, that was all we could save. Oh, but no, I worked for a company that oh. literally the general manager and all the employees, we came in, they helped us, they had waiters on, they helped us clean our house out. And my manager, um, I learned a lot from this flood and a lot in, mm. in the way that I react and, and community focus and all that. But my manager physically took, we had laid out all my photographs and dried them. They had, they'd been sit, sitting in floodwaters. And mm. so we laid them all out on the grass and she's like, Melissa, I'm going to take this for you. So she took every single one of my pictures that were totes full and she preserved them. She freeze dried them. She saved them as much as she can. So it's to me, um, you know, if you can capture that and do do that for somebody, that was such an on taking for her to to know that those pictures meant something to me and they were so heartfelt that she took that upon herself to save that one piece that I could have easily just thrown away. And I still have those pictures. It it just it meant so much to me. And I think that's why I love taking pictures too. That's Look, you got me tearing up. Well, yeah, that's a heartfelt story, Melissa. Um, and and you know your your boss, your who supported you um, at that time, should be commended. Is to be commended, and I can tell how much you appreciated her good deed. I told you I interview a lot of my guests relatively cold. Um, it's the case. I'm embarrassed to say I did not know that about your past. That's an important milestone. Um, but therefore I'm hearing it for the first time, like the audience probably is, unless they know you. And it makes it that Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something I don't, it, the flood taught a lot of experiences. So within life, you know, we go through a lot of journeys and I would say the flood taught me so much more on community and building strong communities. And um, for example, my dad worked for a great company at the point in time out of Chicago. They didn't know us from Jack. Um, and they ended up taking up donations, um, monetary donations and actual stuff. So I drove up to my dad's to pick up all this stuff. I had a Honda CRV and I had so much that I couldn't even hardly fit on the way back. And what happened is when we got back, it wasn't just me that was flooded. It was my neighbors. It was yeah. everybody around us in the whole community. Yeah. So we just brought it back to the community and we paid it forward. Whatever we could use, we used, but then we also paid it forward and just gave it out. So now anytime there, there's flooding or nat natural disasters or anything, I react a little bit differently. And just knowing that like, even if I can just give somebody a gift card, 
that gift card means them going to the store and buying socks or underwear that they could have lost. So I would say that um, through the flood, I learned a lot of life lessons. I also learned um, working with the government and, you know, adapting and changing and building those relationships. And, you know, we didn't have, my house was the 500 year line and the side, the sidewalk in front of my house was the hundred year line. So I didn't have to have flood insurance. So when I was 27 wow. and my first house that I just bought, I had a letter that said, guess what? You're not covered. Oh. I had to learn to adapt and become real, sorry, real, uh, oh. to, to, I, I learned how to grow. And not only was I dealing with it at my, uh, on our house, my husband was dealing at his work. So there's a lot of things that you go through in life that, that shape you and adapt you and, and help you grow. Jeez, Melissa, I never <laughs> anticipated going where we're going. I didn't either. Um, no, these are life lessons. These are deeply personal, emotional yeah. um, experiences um, that make you who you are. And it, you know, I see who you are without knowing all of this, but now it explains a little bit um, of, about who you are. But your heart, you know, you were born this way, you, you know, to be caring and, and thoughtful and generous to people. And maybe the flood and other experiences have just brought that more to the surface, but that's you through and through clearly. I didn't know this about you, but thank you, I Bob. See, and you know, I see I, in you a, a a survivor, number one, and then such a kind person um, concurrently. Thank you. I will say, you know, the other thing is, is that um, I think as we get older, and the more you become in tune with yourself, and you listen, and you become vulnerable, and and you're willing to share those experiences, and you never know who you're going to help or who is just there to listen. So thank you for listening to my story and, you know, just being there too, for me to share it. And I will say life does, you never know what life is going to throw you and you just have to continue to look forward and move in a way that makes sense to you. And I think that's also what helps me be a great marketer is that I have had a lot of different industries and a lot of different companies and organizations that I've had the opportunity to, to, to work with. And in marketing, it's all about building and, and collaborating and taking these things that we learn and, and know and how I apply it today or tomorrow, because it is always changing and evolving. And I think that's part of my, some of my life experiences have probably helped me be a better marketer. Yeah, because as marketers, we have to know people, we have to be able to adapt to change we have to be empathetic and I don't, you don't necessarily see that in, in everybody period, um, certainly not in every marketer, but if you have those qualities, empathy, um, being a people person, being able to change, maybe even anticipating change or leading change, um, you're gonna be a more successful um, professional in, in our field. I don't know about you, Melissa, I have more, time if you do because we're bumping yeah. up against the clock but we can go I'm, a little I'm good if okay. you have more time we can continue to just keep rolling for a little bit longer let's let's do that you know at least sure. a few more questions um I have for you if you don't mind nope. um 
Tell me about any brands or businesses or people or anything in marketing, social media that you either rely on as a resource or that inspire you, who inspire you. Um, can you give any organization, any company, any people, any, any shout outs? I'm, I'm all ears. Well, I would say definitely uh, I'm a, I love Super Bowl commercials. Super Bowl commercials really kind of set the pace for the year. And I cannot honestly tell you that I've, I've sold a Super Bowl commercial before and it was really exciting because you did? Yeah. Wow. I sold within my first at, at KCCI, I won't make name names because, but um, the, that one Super Bowl commercial that I sold um, actually was the strategy behind all the markets for this, this organization. And so wow. Wow. knowing that I played a piece in this, this media placement and this strategy on a super, super big day. And um, yes, I watch, I love football, but I also watch Super Bowl just for the commercials because they really kind of, if you think about Super Bowl commercials, they set the pace. I mean, if you think about this last year, the QR code, you know exactly what I'm yes. talking about. The 60 seconds, they just dangled the, yeah. the QR code. Was it crypto.com? Was that the name of the? Yes, I think it was. It had to do with cryptocurrency. Um, and and yeah, I talked about that commercial in class with my students. I teach marketing and like you, I'm fascinated with the Super Bowl ads. And I always try to work that into the classes I teach. Let's look at some of these ads. Let's critique them. It's the... Not just a Super Bowl of football, Super Bowl of advertising. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about the emotion, like there's the emotional pull, there's the, the humorous. Like yeah. if, we think, if we think 20 years ago, Budweiser, Bud, why? These are the frogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the, the Doritos commercials, how they change and evolve. I would say Nike has always been some that have put out some really, I love a good brand that that tells a story that's cinematic and allows mm -hmm. me to lean in and so one of the the greatest one of the companies that i've had the pleasure of working with um was cookies barbecue sauce so um speed is an amazing um business owner and mentor i mean if you if you talk about a go-getter so i had the opportunity to help him and his family tell their story in a documentary cinematic way that allowed them to capture a time element of history within their organization, their family. Um, I think it, it, it was really heartfelt that I was able to help them tell that story in a big way and capture some of the history pieces and how he works with his grandkids and they're part of the industry and just telling it all together. So, you know, I've had the opportunity to work with some really big companies and organizations with their marketing. Um, I've even worked with Michelin Tire. You want to talk about uh, evolution of brands, you know, the, Mar the Marshmallow Man and then tires yeah. and how do you get people mm -hmm. to understand the importance of, of having seasonal tires versus. So um, it's really, I don't know, it's hard to put like one specific company because I would say that I'm always. I'm probably out of the norm is that I, too, I read billboards. I look <laughs> at them differently, yeah, yeah. you know, and um, I probably pay attention. I remember when I was in a KCCI in a sales role, 
Um, I had a hard time going out to dinner because I'd always be like, Ooh, who could help that? Who, who, who's my next biggest client or who can I help? Mm -hmm. Or how can I help tell their story in a big way? Yeah. You have a wealth of experience, Melissa. Um, we have seen that today during this conversation, not even a question, um, regarding all that experience that you have had and you have had, I think like myself, um, some vicissitudes, if, if that's the right word, and in your career, in life itself, um, it isn't easy always. Um, and, and, and there are ups and downs in life itself, of course, but in marketing specifically. So with that said, what advice would you have for people entering the marketing field? And in, in, can you imagine what their kind of field marketing is to them now and how it will change over the years. So advice and, and then yeah. what do you see the future looking like? So just like yourself, um, I was very fortunate that I had a professor that was very passionate about marketing, understood the value um, in my courses. I, uh, I have, I'd gone to uh, like a community college and then I transitioned to Mount Mercy college at that point in time, but our career path was to create um, the leverage that gave this college the ability to transition to university status. So my teacher, she has been one of my longtime mentors, and, and she's probably one of my biggest cheerleaders, you know, gave us this great big project that was hands-on learning, evolving, and getting um, experiences. And she created this opportunity that I have a legacy that I that I now created. I did a, a lot of the research for them to transition from Mount Mercy College to Mount U, Mount Mercy University. Wow. And what I would say is, um, I love to mentor and intern um, marketing individuals, but I also like to help create experiences for them. So, you know, I the way I market may not be the way that you market, and we all market differently. And we all have opportunities to help them kind of figure out their style, that, what they love the best, how they do it. So I'm not opposed to having, asking, being willing to ask somebody, can you mentor this person? Can they come spend an afternoon with you and take a look at it? Um, Des Moines is filled with a lot of really, really great marketing agencies. And so, you know, if I know that, that, that I have an employee or an intern or somebody that I know is interested in learning about this, I try and connect them. I say, this person, meet this person. I'm fostering a conversation between the two of you. I think you should connect and talk and learn and learn from this person because that's what it's all about. It's connecting and learning. And, and as you know, the marketing world can be, you can be digital, you can be graphic designer, you can be, there's so many different pillars and, and you have to get really, really clear about what it is you love and where your strengths are and also learning where your weaknesses are because that's where your 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 community your your fans your people are going to help you in those areas that you're not your strongest suite but you can learn from them so yeah. i would say learning just learning be be a lifelong learner um also finding mentors not being shy about networking connecting with people meet people like Marissa Merrifeld, um, younger people entering the field or, or not necessarily younger people entering 
the field of marketing or anyone already in marketing. Connect yeah. with others who can help you, support you, be your cheerleader. Um, Melissa, what I'm going to ask it again, it was part two kind of that question, but let's make it now the, the, the question itself. Let's put the spotlight on it in your answer. Where do you see marketing going in the future or social media or business or, or life itself? What, that, what does the future look like? Can, can we um, predict anything? <laughs> You know, I think that's a really great question, predicting marketing. And um, I would say the more data-driven that we've become uh, and a lot of AI and artificial intelligence coming on board and just being able to adapt technology into your uh, systems and be open to what those possibilities are. I know TikTok's out there, but I, I still can't, I still can't wrap my, <laughs> my, my, I can't, I can't, I can't get behind it from a brand standpoint. There's some industries that it probably makes sense, but for me, it just, I can't get there, even though I will sit there and scroll and like enjoy a good TikTok now and then. <laughs> but um, I think as we, you get into your industries and you find your silos and you find your purpose, I, living in your purpose within your marketing um, is so grateful. So one of the things that I realized is I loved the work that I was creating for a plumbing, heating and cooling company. I love what I was doing for them, but the element that I realized that I was missing was that helping somebody. So for example, my office is in the middle of a urgent injury clinic. I never in my marketing career imagined that my office would be in a medical office. My dad, another good point for my dad, he always told me I should be in marketing and healthcare. Wow. 20, and look at you now. Yeah. 25 years later, I, I finally listen <laughs> and I find my purpose, but there's something about just making eye contact and smiling as people walk from my office, walk past my office and I look up and I engage with them. I'm helping them create a better experience, you know, and most of them, the people that are walking by here are not, they're in pain. They're, they're here for a reason. And knowing that we are helping them gives me much joy. So I personally knew that I needed to find an area within marketing that I could also help people. Another highlight of this conversation, Melissa Merrifeld, um, in terms of what you're saying, you know, you're, you're steering your answers back to a common thread. And I, if you know yourself as well as I'm guessing you do, you, you, you know what I'm going to say, but back to like being kind, being a good human being, uh, being authentic, being yourself, being a supporter of others. That is the common thread. I, if I were to summarize our conversation and it's, it's, you know, you're the guest, you're, you're um, the focus here. And so I'm not taking any credit for this. You have steered this conversation to the theme of be nice to people and you will succeed because you're making me smile too. <laughs> With my, 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 Great smile, Bob. <laughs> it's going to be even better once I get these braces off. Um, but if that's what you're doing every day, and I'm sure you are because you make me smile. You made me smile when I met you in Chicago, making me smile today. You're bringing so much joy to people. People like to be around people who bring them joy. So that's going to lead to both personal and professional success. You are living proof of that. You are a role model, Melissa. Oh, thank you. You're going to make me cry again. <laughs> Little tears there. I'm going to 
you know, but it's not just about the smile. I, I'll also be the first to the dance floor um, because there's nothing like getting people out there dancing and enjoying themselves. And if you're the first one there and they see you're having a good time, more than likely <laughs> they're going to follow. So I think, I think we may have run into each other, been cl fairly close on that dance floor in, in Chicago when at the end of the, what was it, the first day of the conference, we work hard, we play hard. All yeah. of us, uh, uh, AMA chapter leaders, a lot of us got up on the dance floor and had so much fun that night. Yeah, it was great. And I think, uh, thank you for those kind words, Bob. It's been an amazing journey and uh, connecting with you and getting to know other AMA chapter leaders across the United States within different or organizations. But I also think, you know, just within my community, it's been amazing learning so many different great people and even here at my organization here, I am just surrounded by such really, really great humans that make it exciting for me to come to work and do what I do. It makes it easy to, to elevate them and also do what I love, marketing. I love marketing. I, my light bulb never shuts off. I'm always continuously with ideas and creating. And, um, you know, I also love to event plan. And so when you find your purpose and it meets your passion, you are living your best life. Wow. When you find your purpose and something about passion, meet your passion. Yeah, meet <laughs> your passion. To, I'm trying to quote you. You're living your best life. Fascinating. Really fabulous words. Um, words to the wise from Melissa Merrifield. Melissa, we're going to wrap in a second, okay? Uh, okay. A minute or two. Um, we're going to wind down. But before we do that, you know, open mic, if you will. Is there anything else you want to say um, about anything to our audience, to me, um, to the universe? Well, I'm a fervent believer in the universe. If you're open to receive, the universe will re will will present itself with those opportunities. But I do have a couple questions about you. You asked me what my marketing predictions are. What are yours? <laughs> I want to hear from the expert. She's I want to hear from the, the professor. Tables. She's turning the tables. Um, well, I'll, you know, be, be as succinct as possible. I, I think social media is only going to, you know, be more and more ingrained into our culture, uh, like it or not, because I know social media has its critics out there. But I think we have to realize that social media is really in its infancy. And, you know, we're learning as we go on the people who use social media and the people who, um, you know, work for the social media companies like a Facebook or a Twitter or TikTok, as, as you mentioned, TikTok. Um, I actually have a presence on TikTok, not a strong presence, but I believe that more and more people will realize, hey, again, like it or not, this is the way we communicate. So unfortunately, you know, your traditional um, media like newspapers or broadcast TV, um, you know, radio, um, they're gonna, and they already are, change if not go away. And, and um, there may be forms of media we haven't even um, witnessed yet, like the metaverse, perhaps like Google Glasses, which I know was a thing at one point, but where, you know, literally we can conduct this interview, um, I don't know if it's going to be possible, but, you know, via, you know, just walking around. We don't have to be in front of a, a laptop with the screen and on Zoom. There, there might be other ways of doing this. Um, and I also think computer chips 
Um, I, I've thought this through, Melissa, because um, I've been asked this question before, and I also try to think ahead because as a consultant, as a teacher, as anyone in marketing like me and you, we need to try to be uh, on top of these things. I think it's possible we have some kind of chips um, in the future, it may not be in our lifetimes, um, embedded in us with, with data, with pictures. Anything is possible. That's possible probably even now. So there's my imagination and, and somewhat um, predictive thinking for you. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. So one other thing, what has been your favorite AMA memory or what has been your biggest takeaway with being involved in the American Marketing Association and in collaboration with all the great humans and people that we have met and done and your your chapter has a strong social media presence you guys have won some great awards as well so talk to me a little bit about what your favorite memory of ama has been yeah i mean it's the people um particular um memory um is the networking events we've had here in boston um and i miss them so much because i'm talking about the in-person networking which we're going to get back to soon but um because of the pandemic unfortunately we still have a great job. I think we've been doing them all uh, via Zoom and we do breakout rooms and you meet so many people. I remember particularly, um, and this is what I want to get back to, when I was president, we were doing these um, networking meetings at a, a restaurant um, uh, pub, if you will, um, in Boston, in the heart of Boston, Back Bay. Um, and we would get up to 100 people at these networking events. And we, there was no formal agenda. We would just exchange business cards the old fashioned way, shake hands, high five. Like you, I like to do group selfies and I carry a selfie stick. I would take group selfies all the time. And I would even, I remember one in particular because we have it on video. When I introduced myself, no formal agenda, but I introduced myself, introduced the fellow members of the board and say, hey, we're AMA Boston, join us. I remember once I stood on a chair and had to, you know, yell loud and clear so that about 100 people in this very raucous, if you will, restaurant, pub um, could hear me. And it was so much fun. And AMA, it's educational. You learn, you lead, you work hard, but you play hard too. And, and so- you know, And we, we forgot the one thing. All of us were all volunteers. Yeah. That we're all volunteers. We're not paid to do. We're just passionate and we love what we do and we love people. And so, again, when you combine those things, a lot of great things happen. Yeah, great things happen. Like, you know, it leads to connections and relationships and opportunities like this one for me to interview you. I'm here in the Boston area, Sudbury, Mass, to be specific. You're in, in West Des Moines. Is that correct? Yeah, so I, I work in West Des Moines. I live in Huxley, uh, but I've worked in Des Moines, West Des Moines, and I've also worked in Grimes. So I've been around in a lot of the, the communities in within here. So yeah, so AMA, you know, the people and, and you connect with people, you learn from them, they support you, you support them. What what could be better? Melissa, um, last question of the day, and then we're gonna wind wind it wind it up, wind it down. Sure. Um, where can people find you on social media or, you know, how, sure. how can people get in touch with you? Sure. LinkedIn's probably a great place to start professionally. Um, Melissa Merrifield, just look me up. 
or Twitter, social media, Facebook, um, Instagram. I think my handle is mmmarifeld79. But uh, just connect with me and reach out to me, have a conversation. I'd love to help you anyway. Or even if you just have a question, I'm, I love connecting with like-minded people and helping you anyway is part of what brings me joy. Um, but I have one more request for you, Bob. So it's Fun Fact Friday. So I need a fun fact from you that nobody else knows about you. That'll be a fun fact to share. Wow. That I have a couple else... for me, but I want to hear what well, yours Well, then are. I have to re, re, um, turn the table then before we end. Um, okay. I'm thinking, um, thinking something that nobody knows. Can I, you put me Your on wife can know. Somebody can know, but just a fun fact that nobody knows about you. Well, it, it, I don't know how fun it is, but that I've been running for forever um, since I was a teenager. Um, I use an expression that my wife says not to use because it makes me sound old. Um, but since I was knee high to a grasshopper, <laughs> it's, it's an expression my dad would use. And it, it, it ties back very, very well to my dad. When I was a kid, he would take my brother and my sister and me out to the back streets of Franklin and time us on his watch. And I was little. I was probably the slowest of the three. My brother and sister were older than me. And they were great athletes and, and strong and fast. I think I ended up becoming pretty strong and pretty fast. But that's how I learned to run. He would, he would it sounds very old-fashioned, but he'd bring us out to some desolate street where there was no traffic, time us on his watch. And I loved running and always have. And, and um, you know, I, I've now run 20 marathons, hundreds of races. I run almost every day. I will probably be running later on today. It's a big part of my life. So yeah, people who know me know that, but not everybody knows me that well, unless they uh, see me on Zoom and, and see all these, uh, these medals back here. <laughs> so I yeah, running. Race that you can, I have a great race. You can come uh, run this fall in October, uh, the IMT Marathon here in Des Moines. I might be able to get you a pass or something if you're interested in that. <laughs> You'd get to experience Des Moines all over again. And I would love to experience Des Moines um, all over again um, to run another marathon. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I think I still got it in me. So we should talk about that. Um, well, there's the, the nice thing is, is there we've got all levels. We've got the marathon, half marathon. We've got a 10K that day. We've got a 5K. We've even got a fun run for kids. So, you know, being part of the community and that running group, I think we can maybe help uh, let you experience Des Moines all over again and you could see it firsthand on just how much it's grown and changed. And that would be amazing. Um, I have a friend from Des Moines on Facebook that I've stayed in touch with ever since I worked at Meredith. Um, Gene Rouch is his name. Um, and he was such a great guy, such a great friend um, to me when I was there in Des Moines for that one year. Um, he and his wife, Laurie, and we stayed in touch on Facebook. Um, so I still get a little dose of Des Moines every now and then, um, seeing his pictures of, of Des Moines. Um, and you're going to bring me even closer back to Des Moines, figuratively, um, maybe literally. Um, so I'm going to throw it back at you. Then we're going to wind it down. Okay. Fun fact for you. What's your fun fact, Melissa? I have a lot, but I'm going to say, hmm. 
I, I worked at a bar and I was the coyote ugly of Iowa. Oh, wow. You know, it was kind of, that was a movie. Yeah. It was a movie, but uh, it was amazing because I worked in a financial institution and the same people that would come see me and I would help them with the finances would then come see me at the bar. And we just (laughs) created a lot of fun or we could go with Melissa means honeybee. That's why I'm so sweet. And that's also why I have a honey nut Cheerios bee tattoo because I wanted something that nobody else would ever get. Well, yeah, and that, so th- your your facts were more fun than, than my running fact, but you're gonna you segued to a very good fun fact because you mentioned tattoo. So there's there's one of my three. Oh, tattoos. that's awesome, Bob! I love it. Yeah, that's a a runner mm-hmm. with the heartbeat and and the heart. Uh, I love running. I also look at my um, heart rate daily because I have a Garmin. I get the results, and that's me with my backwards hat running. Um, Me too. I love I love the data that I get from this. Thing. Yeah, and, smartwatches. Um, smartwatches, and just uh, you know, I made some life choices that I was able to prove the data from this thing that I really was active. I've also <laughs> done another fun fact. I did powerlifting. My uh, oh my press my deadlift was three fifty. So I That's had a serious weightlifting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was going to compete, but I was I was. Oh. Uh, I decided not to compete because at that point in time, they, in the women's league, they put a number up on the board and I was afraid of that number being shown instead of, instead of focusing on my accomplishments, I was, I was worried about the number on the board that would be shown in front of everybody. And if I was to go back and do it today, I wouldn't care what that number said, but I'd be more excited to um, highlight the experiences and the training and the dedication that I had gotten to that point. You are um, a, a, a super person, um, Melissa, superhero. That's the word I was looking for. Um, there I'm just seems me. Like there's nothing I'm not a you, hero. I'm just me. <laughs> well, there's, there's nothing you haven't done, it seems, and nothing you can't do, it seems. Um, I do a lot of mo- motivational videos. I have to... Um, take mental note and even written note. I got to just, never mind the 60 minutes or so that we've talked on the podcast. I need to do a motivational video all about you. Like be like Melissa, because you're amazing. You <laughs> oh, really it would be are. fun. I, you know, and I just, I've learned a lot of lessons. I've, I've learned a lot about myself. I've, I've hired coaches. I've had leadership coaches. I've had personal coaches. I've invested in myself. I've gone you know, I took a leap of faith. I had gastric sleep surgery in 2018. I love running too. Um, I competed. uh, I did the St. Jude marathon uh, about two and a half months after my surgery. And it was, it was, uh, I love St. Jude and I've I've been a big volunteer sponsor for them and helping them um, with a lot of fundraising efforts that, um, that was, again, that was another accomplishment, you know, that I, making the choice to do that surgery wasn't, I'm raising girls. So I want to make sure I have two, two daughters. I want to make sure that they knew that I was doing it for the right reasons. You know, both my parents have diabetes. Uh, I've had it coming at me both ways. And on my whole life, I'd struggled with my weight up, down, up, down. And at my heaviest, I, I just didn't feel like myself. So I, I made the choice to do um, this surgery and it allowed me to um, really come back to who I was. And, and I'm never going to be as, as a, a, a 
a super fit person. I'm always going to have a little bit of curve to me, but it's also been a tool that I've utilized to help me maintain a better lifestyle. And um, there was a lot of fear in, in taking that and um, overcoming judgment of others of why I might have chosen to make that decision to have the surgery. Um, but it was all about, you know, I want to be around here for my kids. I want to be my knee. I've been told that at some point in time, I'm going to have to have double knee replacement. So anything that I could do to help myself, it was a tool for me to get to that lifestyle. <laughs> You know, again, amazing um, story. And, you know, the, these medals behind me should be your medals, not mine. Um, you know, you are the award winner. You are the, and you, you know. <laughs> you know what I love about your medals, though, is I I have the same medals hanging down at my, yeah. in my basement. <laughs> I And I love them. I love yep. the unique there's something about a medal and, and completing a race and finishing it. Even if I ran and walked, I completed it. I yep, finished yep. You got and, it. It, and I got something that I can hold on to. And I can see that gives me that to know that there's, that I did do it. I, I made the commitment. I, you know, and if we think about medical journey and this is kind of how I could tie marketing into running and all this. So you have to commit to get better. You have to commit to being healthy. You have to commit to, to coming into the surgery. You're going to be a little bit, sometimes we're a little bit apprehensive in making that thing. But if you think about the journey of training for a marathon, you commit to it along the way, you're going to maybe consult with some experts. You're going to have to train. You're going to have to rely on the experts. You complete the race. Then you've got the recovery. You've got the finish line. And then guess what? You decide to maintain or move forward in a way that makes sense, but you had a journey. And that if you can tie that journey into marketing, into life, into mm. running, there's a journey, there's a story, there's a book to be wrote. There's everything that we could possibly want in life is all in front of us. It's just a matter of how we shape, create, and evolve and be influential, not only in our communities and in our industries, but also in ourselves. Amazing um, words to the wise, Melissa, and very profound, very emotional, very inspiring. Are you? And I thank you for your time today. I, uh, I want to give you a big hug. I, I feel like I should hug you because I like it was just hug. great. So thank you so much, uh, Bob. This has been fantastic having this conversation with you. I, I greatly, uh, the other thing I want to say is always be full of gratitude. So I'm going to say much gratitude to you, Bob, for your time, your energy, and getting to know me and having this conversation. Um, when you live your life full of gratitude and you express it, um, just as I'm going to say, thank you, um, a lot of good things come and, and people and humans and you will be amazed at how the universe comes back to you it is coming back to me right now, Melissa. Um, and, and, and for the last 60 minutes or so, it, it's, it's come back to me and, and I'm grateful. And it will, as soon as I post this on YouTube and share it on social media and on Podbean and everywhere else, people listen to podcasts. So many people are going to um, be joyous um, because of you. So thank you. I'm well, grateful. I hope so. I hope that, you know, I hope, my hope is that I, I not only inspire somebody, but I hope somebody 
take something and I, I truly like to make people smile. And I think that's part of what makes me me is that um, I want to make you smile and I want to make you make your day. So it's the little things in life that we can do that make others happy. You've made my day. You will make so many other people happy and, and make their day when they listen to this episode, when they watch this episode. It's episode 156. We are recording on Friday, June 3rd. You'll be hearing this sometime probably the week of June 6th and, and beyond. This has been Bob Cargill's marketing show, but it's really been Melissa Merrifeld's show. Thank you so Give much, Give me a little Melissa. love, Bob. Thank oh, you. You are too kind. Right back at you, Melissa. You have been an amazing guest with an amazing story. You are an amazing human being. And I'm so grateful to have talked to you today. Those of you who are watching and listening will be back soon in the future with another guest or with another one of my marketing monologues. But until then, I hope everybody stays safe, sound, happy, and healthy. And again, thank you, Melissa, and bye-bye. Bye, thank you.